man. I got to stop drinking soda, Tyler. Well, this isn't soda, Sam. What are you drinking? I am drinking Olipop. I have never heard of that in my entire life. You've never heard of Olipop? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Olipop is a new type of soda. Instead of unhealthy additives and hard-to-pronounce chemicals, each can is packed with 9 grams of fiber, just 35 calories, and between 2 to 5 grams of sugar. Olipop is formulated with a proprietary formula of plant-based prebiotics that are scientifically proven to bolster digestive health. You're joking. Not joking. You can save 15% on your order with using our code, which is HERDSODA, which is H-E-R-D-S-O-D-A, at drinkolipop.com. What are y'all waiting for? Click the link down below and save 15% on your order at drinkolipop.com. In three, two, one, and welcome back to Happy Heard About Animals, Elephant Edition. (laughs) And we have a special guest. Hello, I'm Britt. Thank you for having me. Britt is in the building, air horn. Hugo, put that in. Britt can't say what uh, zoo she works at, but she does work at a zoo. She is a zookeeper in canada correct canada yeah that's right canada, Heck canada. yeah what part of canada are you allowed to tell us that yeah so i'm in the east of canada oh cool and cool. there's okay so there's a whole bunch of zoos in canada and not all of them are casa accredited but we do have similar to zoos in the u.s you guys have AZA, uh, america's accredited zoos and aquariums and we have CASA, which is Canada's accredited zoos and aquariums. So I work at a CASA accredited institute. And I've been in the zoo world since 2014 in both education. And I became a zookeeper in 2019. Oh, my gosh. I'm so impressed. Also, I did not know about all those official titles. For yeah. I mean, I knew I knew zoos had to be accredited. But thank you for explaining that. You know, zoos actually don't have to be accredited, a.k.a. Tiger Boo. King. So you can be a zoo, unfortunately, a roadside zoo. Boo. The USDA really only requires the animal to be able to stand up, turn around, eat, and drink. So yeah, that, that that tracks for where we yeah. live. Accredited oh, zoos, that's where it's at. Uh, I hate that. Today we're talking about elefantes. And the seven, well, not the seven, we're not going to talk about all seven different types of elephants, but. Hey, I saw there are only three species. There's seven different types, three species, I believe. Hold on, let me double check. I might be having a stroke. You got to stop using that so casually. I'm smelling toast. Why don't you ask the zookeeper? Uh, I'm him here. I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah. So you have Wikipedia there... in front of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There are seven <laughs> different types of elephants, including two kinds of pygmy elephants. Oh, cute. And I really only talk about Asian elephants because I have zero experience with African elephants. But there are a few different types of subspecies of Asian Asian elephants, Elephus maximus, which is like a pretty dope species name, if I have to say so for myself. One of the first things I learned in one of my like general ed classes in college was like the difference between Asian elephants and African elephants, and you can tell by their ears. Isn't that so freaking cool, though? It's so cool. And then you can totally see it, too. Is the shape of Africa. Their ears are the shape of Africa, which is actually wild. And Asian elephants, their ears are in the shape of India, which is where part of their range is. Like, I just think that that actually blows my mind. You can't mess it up. It's so easy. It's so cool. Before we get further into this, uh, a group of elephants, of course, is called a herd or 
little known as a parade. Ooh, and, and I know moms uh, are called cows. How dare you call mothers yeah, cows? Yeah, a little rude, a little rude. Um, <laughs> no, but this is what an elephant sounds like. The largest land animal to exist, weighing in at a whopping 14,000 pounds. Right below Sam. Yeah, true. That checks the tracks. All right, Britt, let's see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talk to us about what you like about elephants the most. Oh, my gosh. What I like about elephants the most, I think, is just their wide range of personalities and their emotions that they have elephants are one of the few animals on earth that have such a wide range of emotions that they can display and that they makes that self-awareness yeah unlike tyler just lives so long like they they do get pretty old and they're just gentle they're little gentle babies mm-hmm. they're one mm-hmm. of the few animals with self-awareness uh elephants might be gentle but they will stomp you oh yeah oh yeah stomp you if they have to and i i would like to put the notion to rest that people there's still this myth going around that people think elephants think humans are cute when that is actually like incorrect oh no one thinks humans are cute come on well they think people i don't know where it came up but it's always been floating around they said elephants think humans are like puppies when it it's not the fact elephants in the wild will literally stomp you if you get too close they will just stomp you it's like our common theme is just don't mess with don't touch the animals and the thing is and the thing is elephants even if they don't stomp you they may accidentally kill you as well because whenever they pick you up with their trunk they're just big kids man accidents just Just the strength behind their trunk alone is insane. Like they can lift over 800 pounds just super easily. Isn't, just with... isn't their trunk 400 pounds usually? I don't actually know the weight. I of... read that their trunks weigh 400 pounds. I could believe it, especially for a big African bull. I could oh, believe it. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Tyler said, fact check. I want to know. I'm curious. How much is 140 kilograms? We're supposed to use kilograms. I... You guys use, okay, this might be a stupid question, but do you guys use uh, pounds or kilograms up there? So when we record uh, all of our information in our little zoo database in Zim's, the zoo information management system, we put it in as kilograms. So I'm supposed to know kilograms, but really we all talk in pounds. Dang. Uh, yeah. I feel like we've been getting roasted forever down yes. in the States <laughs> for that. By the way, it's 308 pounds. So, yeah, pretty much almost 400 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Man. They do be close to 400 pounds. Yep. Tyler has confirmed. I have confirmed. They also um, eat so much. They eat so much. It's a lot. And financially for zoos, it's a lot. I didn't even think about that. How much does it run up on a zoo? I don't know prices of hay these days, but... An elephant can, one single elephant can eat up to a hundred pounds of hay a day, not including all the fresh browse that they need, not including all of their little elephant biscuits that they need and not including the produce that they get, which we do buy from a human like produce supplier has to be human. Uh, yes. It's a good time to mention elephants are herbivores. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. my God. 
Do you yeah. know how much they pay for one elephant per year? One. One elephant per year. One. Let her rip. $133,000. No. Oh. oh, my gosh. And now you think about how zoos rely on fundraising and admissions for all that money. That's just one <gasps> elephant. Man, that I think is the most shocking information of the day for me. That's yeah, yeah. That blows um, my mind too. Back before my mind was just blown. <laughs> uh, the Asian elephant is one of three subspecies. The It is a Sumatran, uh, Sri Lankan, and the Indian elephant, correct? Correct. You got it. Look at you. I'm smart, smart sometimes. Bestie. My smart little bestie. Um, I also learned that I did not know this, that like they live in giant groups, but it's like all women and kids. Mm-hmm. I'm like, go off the matriarch. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is a lot of like, I wouldn't say a lot, but a lot of male elephants, they'll, how do I say it? They don't like perp. I'm trying to think of the word. They're not they, cool enough to hang with them. No, they, they're too aggressive. When They're it just comes... little a-holes. They they live with other males though, don't they? Yeah, I would I think they, they go do. Yeah. They form little bachelor groups. They usually get mm-hmm. kicked out of the herd when they reach a certain age. The women are like, no, no, you're not a child anymore. You go take care of yourself. And bye, their bye. whole literal purpose in life is just to find females to breed with when it's that time. Yeah, yeah they because... can't afford 130k a year per kid. They <laughs> become too aggressive um whenever they're around uh when they're around the females, they become too aggressive once there's too many of them or another male comes into play and then they fight and then they might kill a child on accident. It's just mm-hmm. it's just like male bears. Do they just oh. accidentally step on them? No, I think they just do it out of like aggression because like male bears, all, their purpose in life is just to breed. And then the mom takes care of the cubs and the mom, like they stay away from the male species because the males might kill the babies out of just man being a male just being a male just, just stop being such a male, a male. <laughs> uh sri lanka species of elephants has the highest density of elephants uh the wild population is around like 7500 that's pretty dense i have a cute fun fact oh do it they're afraid of bees you know what? I've actually seen this real life. It Their skin is so incredibly sensitive. Yes. We had a, a horsefly hanging around one of our elephants and she was just, she was going berserk. She was whipping around. Like you think that they just like move nice and slow all the time. No, she's like literally whipping around, turning her body. She, I don't know if she got bit by it and she just like took off and we're like, holy, where are you going? Like I've <laughs> never seen that behavior change before. It was insane. So yeah, I would say that that is probably pretty true. <laughs> I think my favorite thing is, is people are like, people will, how do I say it? People go out into Africa or the places with the elephants that are not like tamed. And by the way, I do not believe in elephant riding or freaking the, where they use elephants to pull logs. I, mm. mm-hmm. it's actually our famous insane. saying, don't touch the animals. Yeah, It still happens though. In Thailand, I thought this wasn't a thing anymore, but I just went there in January and I saw it myself with my own eyes, elephant riding for tourism. I was like, just mind blown. I thought we were past this, but I think it's such a cultural of significance in their culture that they just are so used to just 
having these elephants, these wild elephants that are just in their care. Dude, I remember at the state fair here in California, like when I was a kid, they had elephant riding. Yeah. And now I think back, I'm like, <laughs> what are what? Like, what? <laughs> oh. No, I, I truly hate that because the elephants don't tend to act out anymore because they're pretty much just broken and they treat them like that. Yeah. It's true, actually. That's a word, breaking an elephant, because those types of people that want to try to tame a wild elephant, you have to break their spirit, essentially. Mm. So they know that they don't have anywhere to go. And if they act out, they're going to get hurt. That's that what it's literally called. It's called breaking an elephant. my heart. Oh, mm -hmm. my goodness. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and think these are the animals that have such a huge personality and a huge emotional response. It's not like a different type of animal where you abuse them and they feel hurt it's and like scared. like a human. Yeah. A human child. Talk. Yeah. I think my favorite thing is, is when uh, baby elephants get rescued and the mom is like patiently waiting, like watching the humans do it. They're just like, all right, come on. <laughs> And when and they have finally, the watch on their wrist. And when they finally get out, the mom is just like freaking out, like blowing her horn and everything and waving at the humans. And I was just like, I'm going to go cry now. My favorite fact that I read about uh, elephant trunks is that they can be used for gentle caresses or slaps to young elephants. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I did not know moms carry around their babies for 22 months. They're pregnant for 22 months. I'd slap the baby too. Yeah. <laughs> for sure also, have, you, have you guys seen an x-ray of an elephant's foot no but now i want to <laughs> it looks like a human foot on the inside okay i'm looking it up right now it's weird it's very strange right. yeah if you didn't know if they if you do an x-ray of an elephant's foot people it actually looks like a human's foot that's arched in a similar way and it's... it totally is arched too because that bone Whoa. that you're looking at arches up and if you imagine just a tiny little yoga ball that you tape under your own human foot under your heel that's kind of what they're walking on that little like yoga ball that you would have taped there is just a fatty pad that helps cushion their weight so they're constantly wearing high heels is they what are. you're telling me you're right with a squishy heel that's she's it. slaying on her tiptoes wow that's uh, crazy they have horrible vision by the way they're they, born uh, blind i didn't know that yeah uh yeah their range of vision is about 30 feet is from oh. what i read oh man no wonder they're so large it's how they protect themselves <clears throat> Because they can't see anything. I'm just going to swing on anything I see. Yeah. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> anything that moves, swing. <laughs> no, but... Uh, Britt, do I you do have any, know... Like... Huh? What? What? Well, I was going to touch on the fact that they're a keystone species. Ooh, that's a really good word. I had that yeah. in my notes, too. I was going to say, you go off on this one, Britt. So, I don't know if you guys have talked about keystone species much, but keystone species are basically just any animal that is in the wild that has such a huge ecological impact that if they were removed from the wild, the whole ecosystem would collapse or change in some way. And I don't know if you've talked about what a keystone is. Like, a lot of people don't really know where that phrase came from, a keystone species. Go off. Like, we should do an episode on this. Yeah, that's right. that's crazy. Give okay. us your your overview so when an say you imagine like an archway like an old archway from like greece or rome it's built out of like beautiful stones or bricks right so you line the bricks up and eventually at the top they have to come in and curve there's one stone at the very top of the arch it's wedge shaped and that holds the and supports the entire rest of 
the bricks that are in the arch. So if you remove that one key stone is what it's called, the whole archway collapses. And that's where that phrase came from. Keystone oh species. my goodness. My mind is blown. I love that story. It just makes so much sense. I like it really also just like puts a visual on it too, which helps mm-hmm. a lot. And just how important they are. And elephants are a huge keystone species because they just eat so many plants and such a variety of plants and they are hind gut fermenters and they do not absorb hardly anything of what they eat, which is why they have to eat so much food. So they poop out literal whole grasses in their poop. An elephant poop, fun fact, is called a bolus. They're big too, huh? They're huge. And they'll poop like- Softball, bigger? Oh, way bigger. Basketball? Like like maybe uh, a little bit smaller than a soccer ball. Like a size, a size three soccer ball. Sure. Yeah. Like a little kid soccer ball. Yeah. I can see that. (laughs) And when they poop out all of this grass, not only is it fertilizer, it also, they're pooping out a whole bunch of seeds that help spread plants and they travel such huge distances. Their ranges can be up to like 500 kilometers squared. So they're spreading these seeds everywhere. And There's been a study on elephant boluses in the wild, and they serve as very specific ecosystem for specific types of bugs that will pretty much only live in elephant boluses. That is so cool. I actually, there's a couple different species that like they fertilize basically. Uh, The cassowary. Cassowary. Mm -hmm. The one we talked about already. Pooping Um, matters. I will, uh, I will, (laughs) we're going to touch on some sad stuff. So, Elephants are among the few species that have uh, to do death rituals or investigate deaths. Um, when elephants come across like their own bones, they will investigate the bones to see like just to see what happened and whatnot because they recognize their own bones, which is crazy to me that you can recognize your own bones. That's that actually mean, pretty wild. That would mean you would have to have some basis of intelligence and anatomy of anatomy. And being self-aware of what your bones look like. Because humans know what their bones look like. Because we're taught what they look like. That means elephants have taught themselves to know what their bones look like. And, and that freaks me out. they don't even have textbooks. No. Or they picture don't have books. They got nothing. Other than their brains. When an elephant dies or a baby dies, they will stay with the elephant up to days to weeks to mourn the loss of like a family member or a baby. Just like that orca carried crying in the club. Or the orca that carried around his baby for months. I was just like, ah! Oh my gosh. Animals are so cute, but so sad sometimes. Yeah, tell me, Tyler, you tell me. How fast do they run? One of you. I I really don't know, Britt. You do it. I have no idea. It's a race. It's a race. It's a race. (laughs) Typey, 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 typey. I'm going to wait for Tyler to do it. (laughs) She's like, I don't want to do that. 15 miles an hour. You know what? That's kind of slower than I thought. Actually, I don't think that's right because they are fast. I was about to say, that seems pretty, like, my electric scooter goes faster than that. If you that... imagine just how large their, not their wingspan, gait? foot, yeah, gait, gait, that's a good word mm-hmm. for it. They cover yeah, so much speed. Top speed is 25 miles an hour. Gosh, so you try to outrun dang. an elephant? No, that's not You're happening. not going to, even if, like, the thing is, though, like, I've seen them chase after cars yeah. And these cars are booking it. And this elephant's just like, I'm gonna get you. Because I would crap myself because people 
like there are scientists out there that will uh bluff a bull's charge and like if it's a young bull yeah if it's a young bull they won't stop the charge but like older elephants they'll do a bluff charge just to see how you work and most scientists will stand their ground and the elephant will be like all right well i'm just gonna leave now that that's pretty ballsy though on the I'm scientist part that. holy they're Hard dedicated pass. to the cause no you i'm can just keep gonna that. watch uh like planet earth on on netflix and call it a day with that one <laughs> well i went through all of my fun facts so oh except okay no something we forgot they can live up to 70 years in the wild they can live up to 70 years in the wild but do they oftentimes they do not the average is 45 to 55 sadly and that's because of the ivory trade because of us because of our lovely lovely human friends who love to just make money off of animals don't they which i don't understand don't touch them i don't know how many times i have to say this and speaking of i'm gonna ground someone well speaking of stop touching the animals we will be having t-shirts going on sale in the spring at some point summer we're working on it we're getting there we're getting there we i have to trademark the the stuff so or is it copyright hint one of the two the shirts might say don't touch the animals along as a zookeeper i approve of this message can you please sell them at every zoo in america (laughs) absolutely honestly you should also make one that says don't tap the glass i'd appreciate that oh that's a good idea my god well i mean i feel like we're less zoo oriented though yeah but where do people in america go to visit zoos i mean to visit animals that didn't make sense where do people in america go to visit animals where do they want to see animals at a zoo i'm gonna say zoo um brit do you have any more fun facts or anything Fun facts. Uh, I have a few random facts. I don't know if they're fun, but uh, the heart rate of a elephant standing up is 25 to 35 beats per minute compared to humans, which is 60 to 100. Dang. Yeah, their heart weighs around what, like 15, That's 20 why pounds? they're always vibing. That's why they vibing. They just chilling. They're, just, they're chilling there because they're like, I don't got the heart rate for that. I like the way they sleep, though. It's funny. Just lay they on just... their sides. Well, it's like interesting because if they lie straight down on their side, they're they have so much pressure on their internal organs, it's hard on the organs in the heart. So their heart rate actually goes up to 30 to 50 beats per minute lying down versus us, like ours doesn't really change that much. So the way that they sleep, it's better for them either they just take little naps standing up on their feet or to get off their feet, they have to kind of lie down on anything that they can lean sort of sideways on so it's easier for them to get up and it's not as hard on their organs that's just how massive they are i saw they only sleep four hours a day that's right right yeah that's probably has something to do with it another random thing about uh them lying down or about sedation uh especially in zoos which is important is because they have no um what's called a plural space between their lungs and the wall of their chest like we do so their lung is attached to their chest wall if it wasn't elephants wouldn't be able to breathe while swimming therefore their chest wall movements should always be allowed during restraint and anesthesia because otherwise they wouldn't be able to breathe oh my goodness oh and you know what that just jogged my memory 
when they do swim, they use their uh, trunks as little snorkels. A little snorkel. It's yeah. the cutest dang thing. <laughs> oh, that's it's cute. so cute. <laughs> or the way they say hello with their trunks is they literally oh, just put so their trunk cute. inside the other elephant's mouth and massage their tongue. No, it just got weird. Uh, I was gonna say, oh, <laughs> you know what? I'd probably, I'd probably swing my trunk around if someone did that to me. That's but... what we have to do to say hello to them. We literally put our hand inside their slobbery mouth and touch their tongue, and they love it. They're like, hello, this is normal. I actually didn't know that at all. Yeah, They're not doing that to so me. Cute. <laughs> I just like the way they wave. Self. They're just like. Yeah, or they hang on. The little babies hang on to their mom's tail when they're walking oh, around. Oh, they're like so holding hands. Cute. You know what? Ugh. I feel like elephants are slowly becoming one of my favorite animals. They are just so amazing. And there's just so much that you're always learning about them, especially just about the individual elephant that you get to work with. You just see their personality. <laughs> and once you get to know them, they show more of their personality to you. Actually, I... I've been only been a zookeeper since 2019, but there's one of the elephant keepers that we have. She has been an elephant keeper for over 20 years. And this one elephant that she works with specifically, she has such a good relationship with this elephant that she had this wooden puzzle made for her with little handles that the elephant could pick up with her trunk. And the elephant is looking down at the puzzle. She understands what she has to do is trying to fit it into the slots. And then if someone else comes in, someone maybe that she doesn't trust as much, she like hides her intelligence and starts banging the puzzle pieces around, trying to eat it. Like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. It's just wild. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, uh, elephants it just are goes petty. to show how smart they are. Did you say they're petty? Yeah, they're petty. I'm stupid. I don't know anything. Yes. <laughs> because they know if they show how smart they are, then they'll have to do more and more behaviors and more and more work. That's how smart they oh, are. Oh, so they're lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you want to be lazy too? You wouldn't want to do work for your food. I'd want to be lazy if my heart was beating 25 <laughs> times a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys want to talk more about differences between Asian African elephants? I've got stuff on like their um we talked about their feet like their skin oh do you guys know why elephants have wrinkles tell me you tell us so not only do they have wrinkles to hold on to all of their like little dirt and sand that they throw on to protect their skin but elephants skin doesn't stretch like ours does so they need those wrinkles to facilitate movements so that's why so they, it's always permanently wrinkled do they not have elasticity they don't skin at all dang no, they don't that's why it's wrinkled wrinkly boys and even if you flatten out an elephant skin and i've done this you try to flatten it out the wrinkles never go away they're just always there like a um like a blanket like a quilt you know how they're they're just sewed in those little like patterns it's basically just like that that's what it looks like i'm gonna like when i start getting wrinkles i'm just gonna say i'm pretending to be an <laughs> elephant oh, it's just to hold on to your now. makeup more yeah. <laughs> i was about to say tyler Ooh. <laughs> My little elephant bestie. Bro, I don't even have that much wrinkles. What? How many years do you have on me? Didn't we discuss this this week? Like five. Yeah. Now I'm self-conscious. Um. So let's talk about how we can help these little animal friends. Britt, go off. Yeah, let's do it. So 
these Asian elephants, African elephants, they're all endangered or critically endangered. And usually that means that that's because their population has declined in the wild by over 50%. So in 2022, they estimated that there was only 100 to 130 individual elephants left in the wild in Vietnam. Oh my goodness. Which is not enough to support a healthy population. You need genetic diversity and you need healthy, good, stable population Mm -hmm. numbers. And they only really have one, maybe two calves at a time. And we talked about how their gestation period is just incredibly long. So it's not like they're popping out babies a lot. Literally almost two years. Yeah. It's not like they can just repopulate if a baby dies. So it's super important for them to protect their own herd and to protect their numbers. So one of the reasons why their population is declining is because of people. Actually, that's the only reason. I'm not sure why I said one of the, it is literally the only reason. So we've got things like habitat fragmentation, deforestation, roads, agriculture. The majority of their habitat for Asian elephants specifically who live in these forested areas are fragmented or altered by human civilization in some way that impacts their natural habitat. So there is nowhere that an Asian elephant can go that is not basically screwed up by humans. Like, let's be real. Habitat fragmentation is basically when humans, like when they make a road, the habitat gets cut in half. And then how are elephants supposed to cross it safely? And then we come into, no, yeah. No, that's very true. And then you come into human elephant conflict because you talk about crossing the road safely. Okay, so now there's a herd of elephants that are getting in humans way on the road or they're getting into crops and agriculture. So there's where that human elephant conflict comes in. And farmers in those countries, they really just can't afford to lose that year's crop. So they end up either capturing the animal and using it in some fashion for tourism or for labor or they end up just eliminating the animal from the situation. The other huge one, I know, I know I'm going off on all like really sad no, no, stuff, but going, we're going. we're gonna get to the good stuff on how you can help them. The other big one we all know is poaching. Yep. So elephants are typically poached for ivory. We know that's a really huge one. Ivory is just, it's really just their tooth. Like it's their tusk. I don't know why it's so special, but it's super important culturally and it's traded a lot. It has big, big money involved in ivory. But some of the lesser known reasons why elephants are poached is for food. So they're important culturally in those areas as a food source for their skin to make leather. Dried elephant skin now is being used to make beads as good luck bracelets and necklaces. Like surely we could find a different product to use. And these aren't traditional Chinese medicine either. Like there's a lot of those ones that are way back in the day that are very traditional. These are things that are just coming into light in the past few years. So they're not, I don't think they're historical. It's not a cultural aspect at that point. It's like, they're just making more and more uses like uh, treatments for dry skin, stomach ailments. They use the powder mixed with herbs for that kind of stuff. It's, It's just uh, interesting the way that the Eastern medicine thinks about these kinds of things. Um, And also live animals are being removed from the wild. And we talked a little bit about using them for logging and for tourism, but also for ceremonial purposes too. 
So I know that's a huge one in um, Thailand as well. And then it's hard because it's, it's like, you know, some things are cultural, mm. but at what point are you going to be able to continue to do your rituals if they're all gone? Right. And that's why it would be important for those cultures to be able to protect them in the wild, because surely there's a way that you can still have these animals be used in your culture, but in a more sustainable way. And that's where uh, government regulation comes into play. And that's where conservation efforts come into play, too. So now we get to talk about the happy stuff. So some of the priorities for elephant conservation are we want to protect their habitat. We want to make sure we're protecting areas of untouched land. And we want to make sure that we are building corridors. So we're connecting those fragmented areas that Sam was talking about earlier. So making like a little, a little bridge, a little grass or forest bridge over top of the roads even. Yeah. I, I, uh, my degree is in geography, emphasizing an environmental analysis. So I've learned all about the bridges that we've made for wildlife to get over highways and whatnot here in America, at least. Yeah, and it shows um, that it works. Hey, it does. It really does. They just need a little pathway. Just yeah. like we need sidewalks. They just need a little pathway. And elephants are smart. They'll figure it out. They're yeah, good. man. They can recognize themselves in a mirror. <laughs> and their bones, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> that still bothers me. <laughs> I want to know how, you know, they just know. They just know. Nope. They're just smart. They're little aliens. I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> World's first aliens, perhaps. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Not the little green guys. They're just elephants. And uh, continuing on, the other second priority is we want to make sure we're stopping that human-elephant con conflict, right? So if an elephant just bowls over this little farmer's uh, fence that he built with the small amount of money that he's made in, in his like small town, it's so easy for an elephant to just push past that fencing. So if we want to protect from human elephant conflict, one of the ways we can do that is financially supporting these agriculture businesses and these farmlands so that they can erect the right fences. They can put up elephant proof stuff. They can have other areas for the elephants to be able to go so that they're not coming into conflict with these humans. I actually love that. Accommodations. Yes, exactly. It's like a little compromise, you know, yeah. we're just making the earth happy help for the everyone. farmers to help our planet. There you go. I like you have that. to invest. That's your next t-shirt logo. There you go. Boom. Help farmers help our planet. And then the last one that we just talked about was just about creating laws or creating ways that the government steps in to help control this stuff, like um, cutting down on poaching and export, uh, illegal pet trade, um, using them for logging practices, and just creating sustainable ways for the culture to continue to use these elephants that are in their country that are so important to them. Absolutely. So some of the ways that we can help, I know that seems like really big and like really above our heads, but honestly, there are things that we can do day to day that can help elephants. So to help support elephants in the wild, you can one, financially support conservation initiatives. You can also write letters or support petitions to create better laws and harder laws to support these elephants, especially, I know we don't have elephants here, but we do, especially in America and North America, we have a huge impact on what laws are happening throughout the world with sanctions and things like that. We can support that. So writing letters to Congress, like things like that. We can that all really write letters, help. friends. We can. It's it's easy. Put your and, name on a petition. And educate others. Mm -hmm. 
There are so That's many really things that me and Tyler learned today from our zookeeper friend here that we can tell others to help with conservation. And just how important elephants are, how they're a keystone species. Lots of people don't know that. They like puzzles. They like puzzles. They poop out literal fibers that you can turn into paper that you can sell to help support elephants. Like they're just self-sufficient. Uh, <laughs> elephants yeah. Elephant important. poop paper. Oh, yum. Pretty good. It doesn't stink. I smelled it. I've touched it. Doesn't smell. I don't trust you. <laughs> Noted. I mean, I, I am a little biased. I, I'm with people. I know every day, exactly so. what to get Tyler for his birthday now. I will vomit. Aww, no. <laughs> There's two things I don't deal with vomit, poop. I can deal with blood. <laughs> Massive amounts of blood, I'm fine. Those other so, two. A good vet, not a good zookeeper. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. no. Like animal, animal <laughs> stuff doesn't bother me. We were, we were just talking about elephants. Oh, poop. I thought. What? Elephant poop paper? Oh, that wouldn't bother me. I was just joking. Like, <laughs> human, though. You human lost vomit. me, Tyler. Leave me alone. Man, human... I don't think we could make poop out of human poop. Uh, or paper out of human poop. Uh, <laughs> make poop out of human poop. Make more yeah. poop out of human poop. poop. I think that's how that works. That's what you want, right, Tyler? That's what <laughs> no, you want. No, I would die. Tyler's a poop fiend. <laughs> well, right, Britt. Stop talking about poop. And, uh, sorry. I oh. just, I have more. Don't you Go cut off. me off, Sam. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I wasn't, I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked a little bit about AZA and CASA accredited zoos, but these zoos are actually really important because they're part of species survival plans, which is also called SSP. You might see that be referred to. And that's really just a cooperative breeding program globally around the world to help species that are at risk or endangered species. So even just by visiting an AZA accredited zoo, it's actually giving back to the environment because all AZA accredited zoos, they must focus on research and they must participate in these species survival plans, especially if they have an elephant herd. It's going to be helping elephants in the wild. And they also fundraise for conservation programs too. So not a lot of people know this, but not all of the admission goes straight towards the zoo. Some of the admission actually does go straight towards conservation partners that they've partnered up with. Um, one That's of these awesome. conservation programs is called the 96 elephants conservation program is through the wildlife conservation society. And this program is named, it's a little sad. It's named 96 elephants because that's how many African elephants each day are killed due to poaching. Isn't that an insane stat? Uh, each day, each day actually conceptualize 96 each day. So like, that's a lot. That is a lot. That's a ridiculous amount. And that just goes to show how important this real world issue is for elephants. It's not just like one a day, one a week. It's 96 African elephants a day. And that's why they so need our help. So they've got a great website on everyday actions that we can do to support elephants in the wild. And I honestly, I highly encourage everyone who's listening right now to visit the website and you'll be surprised at how much more there is to learn just about protecting elephants in the wild and what simple actions like we can actually do. Link in the bio of this episode. Boom. Yeah, you'll need to send me that link so I can I sure will. That's my spiel, Sam. Now you can I like off. this spiel. This is my, <laughs> that's, I mean, I told you what my degree is in, so that's up my alley. Oh, um, good God. But this I was a great episode. I feel like I learned so much. I mean, I typically learn a lot with each episode, but like, I love it when we have zookeepers on personally, because it's something that like, I would love to do, but I never will do. Truthfully, I just know I won't. 
it's just not in my trajectory unfortunately but very, we got a lot of listeners who are it's really competitive so if there are any listeners who are interested in zookeeping just get so much hands-on experience they really need that and there's internship opportunities at probably every AZA zoo and volunteer there. opportunities mm-hmm. my mother-in-law is a huge volunteer of the sacramento zoo she loves it she goes every weekend that's so wholesome i freaking isn't love isn't it i love share bear share bear i love you all right so we do have to finish this episode up um we try to keep the episode Bad. like special guest episodes in between like what 30 40 yeah they're minutes. usually i feel like they're usually about 30 there's also a lot that we're going to be cutting out though from the beginning yeah, so. so friends we were given so many resources with this episode on how we can help in our little ways I know we can't all make laws and whatnot. It's a little hard to do. But Britt, you rock. Thank you. Thanks That's my closing me. remark. And thank you for literally doing this and educating people on how to help animals. Like it's so important, the stuff that you guys do. And I don't know if any of your viewers or listeners know how much work you guys put into these episodes and just how amazing of an educational background you have to be able to talk on this stuff like you guys are legit and you guys are so much (laughs) so helpful to this like entire animal conservation throughout the world everywhere like I'm just so happy thank you everyone needs to know that they everybody can make a difference everyone it it doesn't matter yep there's we don't have to to be a zookeeper or podcaster to make a difference you really don't whether or not what you do I mean, yeah. I mean, you can do anything. You can go out there, save animals. You can help people save animals. You, you can, can write letters. You can write letters, trap You can cats. educate others. You can say, hey, listen to this cool podcast that I listen to. You can just go out and pick up litter in your oh, yeah. neighborhood and that you're just helping animals, honestly. And it's with true. that, spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> Please. Just yeah, like Bob spay Marker and neuter. Would say. Yes. That has to do with elephants a lot. <laughs> We, I had a great time this episode. Britt, thank you so much for being here. I had so much fun, honestly. (laughs) It's my pleasure. I'm sure we're going to have you on for more episodes because you work at a zoo. You're our second Canadian. If you're down. Represent, I'm down like Canada Brown. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If if Dr. Irwin is listening, he was the first uh, Canadian on this episode or on this uh, podcast. He was he was a he's a zookeeper up here in uh New upstate York. New York. But he's a doctor. Like that's that's pretty ballin'. I'm no doctor. I'm just a regular old laborer. I just scoop the poop. You are a conservationist. <laughs> conservationist. You are, more than that. You are a like conservationist. That. Conservationist, Brit. I like it. Well, thank you very much, Brit. Listeners, be like link Brit. Is, uh the link will be in the bio on how you can help support the elephants and the conservation of elephants. And we will link other programs within the podcast as well so that you can uh, get some more information and learn all about elephants woo, 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 we woo, appreciate woo, you coming to woo, season woo. five the first yeah, episode yeah, of season five yeah 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 Bam, yeah, shut yeah, up yeah 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 take us out hugo yeah 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 <laughs> all right see you later <laughs> have you heard about animals is an educational podcast where we teach the importance of animals and human relationships sam and i have worked hard to create something that everyone can enjoy So with that, please leave us a five-star review, a review and what you think about the podcast. Have You Heard About Animals was created by Sam Splash and Tyler. All music is copyrighted by Have You Heard About Animals and Sam Splash Records. 
Artwork is copyrighted by Have You Heard About Animals and Sin Elric. Editing was done by Hugo.